this. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And of course, AL. And today, we are going to take you on a journey of giving you the game for Zulani Beauty with Miss Naya on the phone, who's representing all of Africa. But I have to shout out Cameroon and Kenya. <laughs> and, and, and but she represents the, the, the full continent. How are you doing, Naya? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, we're we're good, and we hope to have a colorful conversation. If you guys want to follow Naya, check out Naturally Naya. That's spelled N A Y A H. And I, tell us, you know, we met at like the coolest party that I've seen in Seattle <laughs> ever. It was AL. It was the Boeing employees, Microsoft employees. I saw Amazon employees. There might have been other folks. Um, don't ask how my family and I crashed the party, but you know that's what happens when you got your ear to the street and your kids are getting their okay. hair done in the morning. And it was the African party. It was so it was yeah. all African food, African music, the park. Everything was safe. No, you know, no shooting, no guns, because everybody is six figures and up. Um, oh, so you know, kids all around it was it was beautiful and so that, that yeah we could just talk about that party but i i want to get on the beauty <laughs> first we can come back Naya, tell us you know you are an entrepreneur tell us about your journey um well thanks for having me on the show um my journey started in the lab actually um so my background i'm a lab scientist and um I worked, I was in the military. I worked in the lab um, at Walter Reed and in New York for a number of years before I got out of the military. And then I'd always had a passion for fashion and makeup. And um, after I got out of the military, I started doing some consulting work. So I, I started my consulting journey in Kenya and I started doing makeup on the side. And while I did makeup in Kenya for, you know, it was just beautiful because I got to travel. I got to see the country. Um, there was a big gap in colors. So I used to create my own colors by mixing foundations or mixing eyeshadows and to be able to create a palette for, you know, the rich skin tones that I was seeing, but we didn't have products on the market for and that I felt it was such a strong irony to be in Africa but not uh, be able to find products that work for the range of beautiful skin tones in Africa. And I thought there was definitely a gap there. Um, so fast forward a couple of years, moved back to the U.S., had my daughter. I have two kids. My son is Amani and my daughter is Zolani. She's the younger one. Um, 
when Zolani was born. Zolani is a, when you think of skin tone in, in African community, African-American community, you know, we talk about the various shades of skin tone. Zolani has a couple of shades darker than I am. And when she was born, I got a lot of comments from people saying, whoa, I didn't think your daughter would be so dark. Or, um, wow, your child really has strong African features. And that really, um, you know, when you look at your child, you're saying, wow, there's the, the most beautiful specimen, lab terms, but most beautiful creature, person I've ever seen and known. Um, and then really took me back. My roots actually started in college. I started in psychology and started thinking about, you know, the things that we are taught and the things we learn about ourselves and the struggle that so many black women have with their skin. And just to see that it starts so young when she didn't have a voice, she didn't have words, and people were imprinting upon her the impression of her skin, like, it's too African, like that's negative, or it's too dark. Um, and I think that's where, you know, that mama bear jumped up and said, okay, what do we do? How do we tell a story to create a movement where dark-skinned women and women with all this melanin in their skin can look at themselves in the mirror and recognize that they're beautiful? And, I mean, ironically, Zawani means peace just like Amani does. Amani is Swahili, Zolani is Zulu, but uh, they both mean peace. And the idea behind the brand, Zolani Beauty, is that to be at peace with who we are. So we try to create products. Our first range of products were six foundations, like really deep, uh, for deeper skin tones, rich melanin skin tones. And we just continue to build upon our products to um, give, black women and dark-skinned women, and now we're expanding to a more global audience, um, colors that make them feel beautiful, because when you find stuff that works for you, it's easier for you to really, you know, find that peace within, <laughs> and that's that's really the story behind Zolani Beauty. That's dope. That's dope, Cal. I'm very, 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 and and take that as a compliment when they say, because I hear that, and I don't, you know, I that I know what the old meaning of oh that looks so dark or it looks so African, but they tell me about my kids. Oh, I can see their African features, and these are black folk always, and I'm like, I can see yours too. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, we. <laughs> What, are wow. we trying to are we trying to have Chinese features? Are we trying to you know? Okay. Uh, you know I mean, crazy, yeah. I I don't know what you know. We, 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 I'm going to take it as a compliment. That's what I, I'm going to say always. And um, you know, Naya and, and Al. Even when um last time we were in Cameroon, I'm wearing like mm-hmm. all my clothes from what I can get off the street, you know, I'm, I'm changing my whole wardrobe. So I'm wearing my jerseys and all that. And I'm having Cameroonians tell me, Kellen, you look too local. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Wow. Is that a yeah. bad, bad thing? Um, but no, that's, that, that that's crazy. Now on diversified game, we, we like to talk about the journey. And uh, uh-huh. of course you've told us the why, 
Now, tell us when you wanted to create this, because there's somebody who's, it's a young girl listening to this, and she's like, wow, I always wanted to do that, but I don't have a factory to make my own stuff. How do you go in the first steps of creating? Because um, I know that sometimes, you know, folks will white label a certain product if they don't want to make it. So is Zolani Beauty just finding the best colors are we making it in the factory? Are we, you know, is it um, GMO and all these healthy things that I don't know anything about? I'm learning um, that, oh, this is gluten-free. And I'm like, what, what the heck is gluten really? I mean, we, I'm sure it's somewhere in our body. Um, we, we, we need some of it, I'm sure. But tell us like the journey on how you started. Where did you start? Or, or, or maybe you just had a whole bunch of money. And you said, hey, uh, you know, Paul B is my daddy. I can I can just make this happen because I, I have access to millions of dollars. But tell us about that journey. <laughs> I wish. I wish I had access. And um, But it, it, like you said, it's been a journey. Um, and when I started, I said we started with six colors. Um, and that's because we didn't have a lot of money. But one thing I've learned along the way is not to let the lack of funds impede your vision. So I found that as long as you keep driving the vision, you know, the vision keeps getting supported. Um, so you asked, you've mentioned two things. So there is, um, do we, we don't have a factory. We still don't have a factory. It's in our long-term vision, um, but we don't have a factory now. And our goal is to open a factory in the in on the continent we're not sure where but it's part of our vision um so currently we have our stuff manufactured in canada we use what we call a contract manufacturer we have um customized formulas which are our own and basically we work with this contract manufacturer to produce our products as needed. So again, because we're still growing, we're still learning the market, we're still um, figuring out uh, what colors are working. It's nice to work with the smaller operations so we can continue to tweak the formulas, continue to make sure we get the right colors. So it's a very, at this stage for us, it's very, very fluid. in terms of some of our products, I'll speak about foundation because that's really where we talk about color. We have uh, 27 colors on the market right now, but in our in our vault, we have about 45. Um, but again, we haven't released all of them because it's, for every single product you see, it, it's a huge investment to release just one product. So you're thinking about scale, reproducibility, you want to make sure coming from my, my, um, again, from my background, I'm really conscious about the quality of our product. We want to make sure we give our clients and our customers the best of the best of the best. So I go into the lab myself and I'm looking and I'm saying, you know, when, when was the last time you were inspected and what's, what's the date of this certificate? Let's make sure all the equipment's working right. Um, I don't have to do that because the certificate should tell the whole story, but I like to do that just because that's, that's my background. That's my eyes and my are always looking <laughs> at the finer, the finer print. So yeah, it's a journey. Um, 
but, you know, there are companies that are making it out there with one product. There are companies that are making it out there with 50 products. So, uh, like I said, uh, your vision shouldn't be impeded by um, the amount of money in your pocket. You can always start by doing one thing, one thing different, um, producing one product that satisfies that satisfies a need, and that's really what the business is, is satisfying the need of a customer. So um, we, do, we do a mix. We do our custom formulas, and then we work with some, we call them like private label um, contract manufacturers who have maybe a color spectrum, and then we can select some of the colors that's particularly in lipsticks, which are really easy and, um, to get, that I think work for our demographic. So um, the selection process is very, very um, particular to our market, and you can tell that by the colors. So because not every color works on uh, for black skin or for darker skin tone, so we're conscious of the color selection that we're, we're making when we're using... Um, outsourced products that are not ours that are customized. But again, the long-term goal is for us to to eventually bring everything in-house, to have in-house production, to have our own factories, but we're just not there yet. But open open to funding and open to <laughs> uh, people to partner with us along the way. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Now, here's a question for you, Naya. How uh-huh. has the the beauty community's um, reception been of uh, your your entrance, uh, Zolani Beauty's interest into into the into the industry, so to speak. How have people responded? Um, you know, how, how have your cousins take us through, uh, walk us through? Um, you know, how how your customers have responded to you being now on on the scene. It's. I think we are still doing Solani Beauty because of our customers. Like the when our customers are loyal, they're so loyal. I love our customers. Like once we, I think any with any business, people not only buy product but they buy into the vision. And so because our our products are tied into this. Um, I call it like a social movement or social initiative where um, we do talk, especially this year. This year, I think, is when we really came out strong with um, color conversations and talking with women about our various skin tones and what that means and what that looks like, um, that people, our customers, I call them our tribe, they've really um, said, wow, now that we really understand the story and now that we know um, your vision and it's not just it's not just makeup it's a movement for women to own the beauty within um, and just you know for that to glow to the outside um, that we just had really loyal customers um, I vouch for our products and our I we haven't had any returns let me say this we haven't had any returns we haven't had any complaints so people who have who buy from us stay buying from us and we have a lot of converts from the other brands so it's been it's been great um, 
we're still learning how to get our product out there. Like I said, we have a we're in a retail outlet in New York, um, and we're looking to expand to another retail outlet in D.C. and Atlanta by the end of the year, and um, looking for more opportunities to do that as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been really great reception. Nice, nice, nice. Now you mentioned something about uh, color conversations. Like, what what are your thoughts on uh, that? Like, the industry as a whole becoming more cognizant of like different skin types and different skin colors when it comes to beauty and beauty products. What do you What are your thoughts about that? I would definitely say the industry is expanding um, with the colors. Um, the color selections. What we have on the market today was definitely not there 10 years ago. And then think about, well, when we were teenagers, gosh, um, <laughs> there were just a handful of shades for for dark-skinned women. Um, so, yeah, I think the industry is coming, coming too. Are we there yet? No. Um, but I think Every brand is growing. Like Fenty is one of the most popular brands. Even when Fenty came out with that amazing range of of products, it still didn't cover the darker, you know, the richest of the rich skin tones, right? Um, And then they have, at this point, they're still adding. So I think, you know, there's still room for growth, um, but there has been a a shift. Uh, I was looking at, Time magazine, and they did an article show, showing um, black women who've been on the cover of Vogue. And, you know, they did it in terms of skin tone. So if we think Lupita, Lupita is kind of like the standard for really rich melanin skin tones, even though there are skin tones that are darker than hers. But in <clears throat> I guess in the, you know, industry right now, that's the name that comes to mind. Um, There's still work to be done. There's still a lot of work to be done. So there's kind of like this acceptable brown black woman that you'll see a lot of. But then from there, if you think in terms of a slope, it it drops very sharply. And then, yeah, you have Lupita, Lupita. Lupita being featured, but then there's like almost nothing else in between. So I definitely think right. there's still work to be done. Yeah. 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 I think um, yeah we haven't well at least like the the main the mainstream hasn't seen um, a similar skin tone since uh, what's this model's name uh, Alex Weck I believe that's her name Alex Weck I think yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so yeah, hopefully, you know, the um, things continue to, to move forward and the world can really see how, like, how beautiful uh, just, like, the, the spectrum of humanity is, especially as you as you go along, along the spectrum, you know, of the more melanated folks. I mean, like, I mean, there are some really beautiful people on this planet that just have that rich in melanin. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And that's where Color Conversations, I think, has uh, such a strong impact. 
I remember on one of our episodes, um, the young lady I interviewed, her name is Shalom, and she's from Uganda. She's currently like Miss Uganda, Miss Uganda, North America. Mm-hmm. And um, she migrated to the U.S. when she was 20, 20 years old, and went to Sephora and the lady who was attending to her said, wow, you are so beautiful. And she said to me, that was the first time she'd heard someone tell her she's beautiful without a clause added to it. So growing up, she would hear, you're beautiful, but you would be prettier if you did this. Or, you know, grow she mentioned seeing her aunt um, who looked like her, you know, using products which would erase some of that melanin and said, who would say to her, you're pretty, but if you do what we're doing, you'd be even prettier, you know. And while she never did that, she was just never confident. So it's been a huge journey for her to move from that to being Miss Uganda, North America. Um, And just interesting hearing hearing that from her, but that's someone who's lived among people who look like her and for her entire life just never heard the fact that she's beautiful. Um, or So I think about the, uh, the number of young women who are growing up with this um, erased self-confidence because the standard that they're trying to to align with is something that can never be attained based on the way they were born, you know. Um, my sister, my sister is darker than me, and um, recently she sent me a message and said, oh, so-and-so, some guy she's talking to, told her she was beautiful. I was like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, Naya, do you know that that's the first time, and my sister is in her 30s, the first time that someone she's been dating told her she's beautiful. And I was, I was, you know, even right now, I still don't have the words, but. Wow. Yeah. And. crazy. um, 30. Wait, so your sister must be, must be a a virgin then because. Yeah, we're going to go there. (laughs) because how can you you gonna tell a woman she's beautiful before i mean before you you know you go there what what were they telling her before you 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 look good i mean i'm just curious right we'll have to have her on the show yes yes yeah but um and I've, I've talked to a number of, so I'll give you an example. I was in Nigeria. And thankfully, my work has taken me across the globe. And these, these challenges when we're talking about shadism and colorism and the spectrum and Eurocentric standards of beauty, it's, it, it doesn't stop in the black community. Like, 
this is in Cambodia, this is in Korea, this is in China. You know, I used to do a lot of my consulting work as a scientist in Cambodia. And, um, of course, I stand out. No one there looks like me. And I would, you know, it took a lot of time to um, gain trust and everything, obviously, because I look different. Um, And to um, justify the fact that I'm qualified to be there. (laughs) But that aside, you know, once you do gain the trust and you make friends, I remember uh, because we, I like to ride on the motorcycles quite a bit. I just think it's so liberating. And, or in the tuk-tuk, it's like these open back, you know, open Mm -hmm. air. Yeah. And this young lady I was riding with keeps on telling me to wear a sweater. And I'm like, it is like 100 degrees. Why do you want me to? She's like, Naya, you don't want to get much too dark. You're already dark enough. Don't. And that's how they thought. They're like, you're already dark enough. Don't put, you have to put on a sweater. <laughs> I was like, girl, I love it. I love being. And she asked me, how can you love being so dark? You know, Um and in that culture, there's such a strong um, skin bleaching is has been so normalized that if people just talk about it like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to the doctor and we're going to do this. And um, we have professionals from the, United, from the United States going there to perform treatments there that are not authorized to be done here just because it's so popular for women to want to erase any darkness, <laughs> any melanin in their skin, but it's, oh, so I was telling you about Nigeria, there's a, um, a gentleman I met there, again, like you were talking about the rich skin tones, and he's just this beautiful, you know, dark-skinned man, I was like, wow, and, he, and he's very, very handsome, and I told him, wow, you are so, I don't know how, what we started talking about, but I was like, wow, you're so handsome, I could have you like model for me or do, and he just said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I said, why? He's like, I've never felt that I was handsome. I don't like to take photographs. And so, you know, we, we started peeling the layers and he said, "Not I'm married, I'm married, I have kids, but I've never felt that I was a handsome man until this moment when you, you keep talking about it and and saying, yes, you have to do this. And I was shocked. But this I feel like this is not just for women. These conversations are not just for women. We have to extend the conversations to men and all the genders as well. Yeah. Well, but now, but now you know what's crazy, too, that we're having – like this, um, the segue I saw it is that with all of this, uh, what is it, uh, indoctrination, you know, this, like this, this cultural perspective that, you know, there's this, um, I guess these associations with, uh, dark skinned people versus light skinned people, yet you have, you know, these same people, and I'm saying this in a general sense, that mm-hmm. with all of this colorism, so to speak, that, you know, you have, you got folks out here that, you know, that'll lay up in the sun to get darker. You got folks that'll inject the lips to look a certain way and, you know, augment different body parts in order to be like 
cultures of folks that, you know, they were once told, well, you shouldn't be like that, or, you know, this isn't the most attractive or the most beautiful. It, it's, it's really, it's, it's so, it's an interesting uh, dichotomy, so to speak. It is. It is. Um, yeah. T- tell us, tell us, you know, uh, when it when it comes to the the, the beauty um, and not being told that you're beautiful, that's crazy. I'll, I'm going to just say this: I'm uh, I might be old school. I I don't like makeup. I I don't like mm-hmm. makeup. Women, when you say that, will always say, "But you like looking at the women who have it on." And, and to me, I, I like um, ambition. I like a woman who can cook. I like women who, you know, can take care of their, their kids if they're going to have them. I mean, can you do some puff puff and, and, and beans? That, that's what I like. And I'd rather see you natural. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I understand that women, um, I mean, every you know, you, you're grown up in a society where, around the world where all the women are playing makeup. So I don't, I don't like it. Um, I, I like hips more than I, I, I like you know makeup. And mm-hmm. um, but you know, when it when it comes to your makeup, it's uh, what I'm noticing on your social media is not over the top, um, and you know, it it it, it blends in. Um, is that on purpose or do you have, or am I not seeing everything? Like, cause I see some styles of makeup and, and where the models are just all caked up, but this almost looks like it's for, if you just want to, you know, throw some lipstick or some lip gloss on, you don't have to look caked up. And I guess there's a difference okay. between makeup and caked up. <laughs> it is intentional. Um, again, like the aim behind Behind the brand, we really just want women to feel beautiful. And when we look at the the makeup industry, and as we were talking about color and colorism, is when you don't, when you have products, when you go to the store and you're able to find stuff that works for you, you're like, yay! But when you go and there's nothing on the shelf that works for you, then you feel excluded, and that's what has happened historically for black women. Um, so our goal really is not to cover you up, but I think of makeup as, as a form of expression. You can go Instagram and take it as you're describing it or, you know, draw a whole peacock on your face. That's fine. But our goal is for you to be able to see that these products are in this range, there's something for you. So um, it is very intentional that we're really trying to show that we want you to be at the focus. We want you to be the center of this picture and not necessarily the makeup, if that makes sense. But this makeup is there for you, right? I think of, think about it like it's just, a you know, we all wake up and we put on clothes, most of us do. <laughs> I don't like clothes either. I don't like clothes either. But you do wear them, right? You were talking about clothes in Cameroon. So you do wear clothes. When I met you, you were by fully fo- clothed. By <laughs> force. Yes, by force. Exactly. Don't want to get, don't so, wanna get arrested. <laughs> so think about makeup as like clothes for your face, right? It's just um, 
a form of expression, finding the best colors that work for you, the best style that works for you. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we'll start. you'll start seeing a lot more tutorials. And most of our tutorials are for very, very natural looks because a lot of the stuff you see on Instagram, you don't see people walking around the street who really look like that, you know, with the, the layers and, you know, and all the colors of eyeshadow. Sometimes you do, but again, for the average working woman, you're looking for a look that's, what can I do that just enhances my features? Or some of us, you know, when we have children, we may have uh, birth spots or discoloration or your body changes, hormones. And with women, it really shows on your face. So if you can find a product that helps you just even all of that out, that's what Delani Beauty is, is giving you those tools for you to present your best self. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we love to get the game and we also like to pick it apart and see, you know, if if we can be helpful. I'm just curious, why is this product not on Amazon? Mm. That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> again, like we're, um, I've we've looked into Amazon, but just never pursued it fully. So probably that is a gap. Um, we're open to growing, but yeah. Um, our goal through the end of this year and next year is really to get to interact with our customers, and that's where we're doing Color Me Beautiful. We're going to different cities so people can actually touch and feel the product again because it's mostly online, um, and we can get more people to to interact with the product. It's hard, it's hard to buy makeup online if you're not buying lipstick or eyeshadow. When we're talking about foundation, it's hard to buy it online. But maybe we can start by putting lipstick on on Amazon. Um, I, we've just found that our top sellers are the lipstick and um, like primers and that kind of stuff, not the foundation, except for the darker shades of foundation. Those sell online because once people find their color, they kind of stick with it. Um, so I feel like once we grow our customer base and they understand our product, that may be a better time to go to Amazon. But at this point, you're right, we're not on Amazon. So thanks for pointing that out. We'll include it in the business plan because I'm updating it, but I did not put that as part of the strategy. I'll definitely look at that um, in some more detail. Yes, I'm a, I'm a Amazon uh, believer just because I've seen the power, whether you're a small or big company. I've, I've done the big conferences for companies and I'm like, Amazon is like, this is in the sci-fi movies where, you know, there's that bubble and that's controlling mm-hmm. everything. I mean, Amazon gets you from your TV to your products, to your services, and they don't, you know, sponsor us. And we would take it all day um, if they <laughs> wanted to. Um, but, yeah, I just, yeah, the power of Amazon. And I've seen companies. And the reason why I asked that question is because we I've talked to authors and they're like, oh, I don't want to share no money with Amazon. I'm like, but 
people trust Amazon and they discover you through Amazon. And when you say you don't want to share any money, I know that you don't have any real money because you're worried about <laughs> sharing it. Anybody who has even, you know, two pennies knows that you're going to have to share it. One with the government, two with your family, and then you get the crumbs. But, um, yeah. But, you know, so I was just wondering if there was, you know, maybe some something, especially you being in Seattle, where you could just easily walk it down to uh, Steve Bezos <laughs> yourself and say, hey, here it is, Mr. Bezos, can you uh, put this in that factory? Because, of course, he's still yeah. doing that type of work where he's, you know, mm -hmm. taking the product and putting it in the factory, not. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was just, just wondering why, um, because I, I just love, I, I love it and I and I want this to win. And Amazon is, yeah, Amazon is a, a, a big thing. So what is your next conference that you're going to go to? Um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, the makeup conferences at all. I know you're going to go to Fashion Week for New York, but um, are there any makeup conferences that, like the magic show for fashion in Vegas that happens every year? Um, are right. you doing it? Are you doing anything this year or next? Yes, we're going to be at Project Beauty Expo in Los Angeles, September 14th and 15th. That's going to be at the California Market Center. So that's another place where you can come and, again, touch product and play with product. Um, and it's a great conference. There's also learning opportunities if you're in the beauty industry, but it's also a great place to discover new products. So that's where we're going to be September 14th and 15th in LA. That's what we have on the books for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And, uh, AO. Yeah. You mm -hmm. got that. Oh, yes. So Naya, with every guest that we have on diversified game, you know, we like to peel back all, all the layers. And um, we definitely appreciate you uh, giving some insight into who you are, uh, your entrepreneurial journey. Um, but we wanted to know, uh, what's your community give back if you have one? Or what would you like to give back through your efforts with uh, Zolani Beauty? So one of, the, one of the things we, one of the projects we're currently supporting is, um, it's called Mora Kieswag. This is a project we just embarked on with the young lady I talked about, Shalom. It's a project in Uganda that supports skill development in um, young women in Uganda. So they, we are dedicating a portion of her favorite shade is called Iconic. And so for everybody who purchases Iconic, all the profits go towards more Kiswa. Um, while we want to generously give back to our community, that's what we're supporting at the moment. Um, we do so also by speaking engagements. A number of people call on me for speaking engagements. Um, but we're still like in this startup phase where, you know, the everything we're putting in the business, getting reinvested in the business. So we don't have a huge um, giving strategy at the moment, but it's on an ear-by-ear basis, um, if that makes sense. So 
for now, the primary thing we're supporting is that project in Uganda and any efforts that align with our our vision and our goals, we support either in person or in kind by donating product, uh, products or like giveaways or that kind of thing. So that's how we support the community at the moment. Um, it's definitely part of our strat- our growth strategy as we grow to continue to support more and more things. I feel like a part of, um, and this is really hard for me because I think my natural inclination is to be a giver, so I'm learning to <laughs> to say, okay, we have to wait till we, we really make money so we can give generously. But um, so if that makes sense, does that make sense? Um, 100%. Well, we thank you for being a guest on Diversified Game, giving us the game on beauty. This is international beauty, folks. So you go check out the product. You can go. I'm going to spell it for you, but it's in the description box. Actually, it's in the description box. I don't have to spell it for you. That's so 2001. Um, ZolaniBeauty.com. Check it out. Uh, you know, buy something. It's great to get something that you can hear that the journey, where it's going. Think if you could have found, you know, Revlon or Fenty in its, you know, beginning stage. Naya, thank you very much for being a guest. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'd like to, for the listeners to Diversified Game, I would like to, we're creating a if you go to our website and you, as you're shopping, you can check out and put in the code Diversified Game to get 15% off of your next purchase. So that will be ready as soon as this broadcast is over. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified online diversifiedgames.com in your life with the people around you and or join our patreon and get some nice perks for being involved if you found a nugget and are like today's episode you might as well leave a review and if you leave a review you might as well share it if you share it you might as well subscribe and as always thanks for your support Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.